Yes, my brothers, Ayokuno Duni here live on the Four Man Up podcast. This is our new podcast platform for 412 men where we're going to discuss all things marriage, accountability, mental health. We're going to all streams of manhood on this show. And today I am with three impeccable brothers. I've got Rev, I've got Isaac, and I've got Abba. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I'm going to get into today's topic. Rev. All right. Good to be here, Brother Aya, and all the esteemed guests that are here. <laughs> I'm Tim, Rev Tim. Uh, people call me Rev. Uh, Timothy, that's what my mom called me. <laughs> means honouring God. Cheers. Okay, come on. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm a husband, a father, grandfather, uh, kingdom leader. How many years married? Yeah. Um, be 25 years. It's the big, it's the big one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So big time mouths. Wow. Um, so yeah, I was thinking even as, as we were talking, I, I've been married more years than I've been, not been married. I've reached oh. that point wow. in life. I've passed it. Wow. wow. That the BC life, I, I do not know. No. <laughs> <laughs> that old life has definitely passed away, yeah? Passed away <laughs> on all things wow. have become new. Wow. That's what you call real mileage, yeah? Yes, I don't got to say my number of years married because I'll just be a schoolboy. Any, <laughs> yeah, any number is a good number. Celebrate any day. Thank you so much for being here, Rev. Isaac. Hi, everyone. I'm Isaac. Uh, Isaac means laughter from following Rev's example. <laughs> uh, I'm not lie, you look good. I didn't know you were married that long, man. You look really good. Uh, Thank you. Thank uh, I've you. been married five years, and, and that's pretty much all the intro you're going to get from me, isn't it? So, cool. We've got Abba. I don't know if I'm going to explain what my name means. My name's Abba, anyways. <laughs> Father. Um, Father, of course. Um, I have been married, or have lived, probably one year less than Rev's been married. Which is crazy. Wow. Literally, that is absolutely nuts. But um, yeah, I, uh, I'm just excited to be here. I'm married for a year, just over a year. So I'm, I'm probably the baby in this conversation. And I'm just looking to just gain the wisdom and share as much as I can. Awesome, man. Guys, thank you for being here today. I'm really excited about what we're going to go into. But before we get into the deep stuff, so a bit of light banter. banter. So I'm going to ask you guys some quick fire questions. I'm going to start with Rev. You've got literally like a split second to answer these questions. Oh. So, MJ or LeBron? MJ. Ghana Jellof or Nigerian Jellof? Nigerian. How <laughs> 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 about Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. CR7. All day. Come on. All day. Come on. All day. Come on. All day. Come on. CR7. Oh. The greatest. Ah. The you do this the goats. I think you need more time to think about that. No, 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 literally, no, but guys, um, I wanted to talk about marriage. Um, I wanted to talk about it from a male's perspective. I want us to kind of maybe um, just dive into the realities of what married life was really like after we said, I do. So if you're like me, probably, you know, you have your parents' marriage, you've witnessed our marriage, and you probably have your own sort of way of thinking this thing will go, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then after you say, I do, and then it's like, you know, Oh la la, welcome to the world of, <laughs> of, of marriage, you know. So um, I thought it would be really good, especially in, in a time where, you know, a lot of marriages are happening um, and failing for us as, as, as Christian men to really just talk about it from our perspective, our journey, our experiences, you know, what it's been like for us. Um, so, um, Isaac, 
you know, before marriage, after marriage, did it line up, the expectations line up with the realities? Here and there, here and there, like I think that the excitement of finally being alone with your wife was beautiful. Okay. It's, it's me and her now, you know, but I say once that first, you call it the honeymoon period. Okay. Once that first two weeks passes. Oh, it was two weeks? Yeah, it was two weeks, <laughs> if I'm honest, about two, two weeks in a bit. Yeah, you know, reality starts to set in. You yeah. start special to, time. Yeah, once that special time passes, reality starts to set in. Now you've got to really face the reality of life. So I, I would say I was privileged enough growing up to see a marriage that had its challenges, but they made it work. I then came into mind with the same idea that, okay, we've got challenges. We're gonna to need to work together and make it work. So did it line up from what I expected? Yes, in places and no in some others. So if I don't see where it lined up then, did it line up sexually, financially? In regards to the sex, I see that lined up perfectly what I expected. Okay. Um, chemistry. And chemistry was incredible. She was. That's an incredible. I'm a, hey, it was a, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> she, I'm a, I'm not afraid to say it. She was my first. Okay. It was a beautiful time. We were in love. It was wonderful. But I will say, once you get past sex and you now have to start dealing with some pre-marriage emotional baggage. Okay. So one of the things I say we really had to deal with in the first six seven months in our marriage was. At our wedding day, some things happened. There was some drama, and her parents, who were at the church service, decided that we ain't coming to the reception. So, hmm, I, I would say the first couple of months, we really, ha really had to deal with that. Yeah. I had to deal with someone feeling unloved, someone feeling like she wasn't worthy someone feeling like she kind of started her marriage with all this embarrassment. Yeah. And I just had to reassure her, look, it's unfortunate what's happened, but I still love you. Let's work through this. Yeah. I say financially, that was also a shock to me because suddenly you're responsible for a mortgage, house bills and all this other stuff. And I would just say from experience, some of this tell every guy now, if you want to get married, yeah. if you can and you know you're able to, Try and live by yourself for a couple of months before the actual day. I was in my parents' house up to the day I got married. Same up to the day I got married. So I went from that yeah. into my own place, and suddenly, here are some bills. So, here so no, no uni? Nothing like that? But uni is different. Uni is different. I, ask, I, I, heard that, I heard that uni life is different. Uni, you pay for one room, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah very you, true. Like, what are you really true. paying for, uni? You think you're paying for a lot, but yeah. what are you really paying for? Uh, you know, suddenly I'm now paying for house bills, council tax, and you're thinking, rah, my salary doesn't really go that far anymore. And, and yeah, two become one, but I think naturally there's a first arrogance, and I think it was bad doctrine I was taught is that as a man, you pay for everything. I was gonna ask you, like, do you have like a pre-discussion on like financial? Like... We had it, but I'll never forget the words that were said at my wedding day, which, I, I'd always, I'm always wary now of, of, of wedding day sermons okay. because I think what we heard that day, I think also set us up partly on the wrong foot as well. The pastor on the day, and <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe his intentions weren't made wrong, okay. but he stood up there and he said, you know, 
in my house, I pay for everything. And as a man, you should pay for everything. Wow. So as already quite an insecure young man, I'm all like, I was very insecure getting married. I went into it saying, yes, I probably don't have enough, but I will pay for everything. Wow. Worst decision ever. Wow. Because I say for the first seven months, she was asking me, do you need help? And I said, no, I am the man. Hey, she even asked me, She asked me because my wife was amazing. What about, no, I'm the man. I will pay for everything. So this, so this one became voluntary stuff. She then, came, yeah. you know, <laughs> she came. I will do the shopping. I am the man. I will do everything. And then two weeks in, I'm out of pocket and I'm looking left to right. And I'm thinking, man, how am I going to get more money? And I'm making stupid decisions, in all honesty, which is only now causing us a bigger financial problem. Wow. But I'll say the finances, once again, that was a shock to me. Because like I said, I've never lived by myself. I've never lived in a house myself. I've never been able to manage bills by myself because I've, I've lived in a, in a really good home. So now I'm dropped into it, that's a shock. So yeah, you know, that's the only thing that didn't level up. Sex, hey, that, was, that was great. That's the list great. Love you, honey. Can you guys say the same about your... That's great. That's great. That's great. Two different uh, experiences there still. Uh, you know what, yeah, this... You know what's funny, yeah? Like, I always was like, on the wedding night, we're going to do it. But fam, I was tired. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, I yeah. have a wedding night. No, I was like, yeah. So when I heard this wedding night on the, on, the, on the same night, I'm like, bro, we were on the dance floor for like three hours straight, bro. If you, if you, see, if you see my wedding pictures, I always got, I'm, I'm buttoned down to hair. I'm, I'm sweating. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was off my head, bro. Literally, yeah. fat time of my life. <laughs> And his wife was like, come, let's go. And I'm like, baby, you know, let's enjoy it. Come upstairs. Night. The girls did some like flower stuff in the room, candlelight. Wow, wow. Like, so I thought, let's go into it. So, mm, go and shower. <laughs> Came out, she was in the, you know what I'm saying? And then like, I was deadly tired. So, and then this, this is the first time I'm having sex in 2017, since 2006. So, like, obviously, you know what you're doing, but it's just like, Okay, what what are we doing? It was it was a it was a funny. So so on our first night, this is everyone's saying for the first time. It was Susan was the one that was that was patterning the thing of that babes. This and you know that the thing she's wearing has some special you know what I'm saying areas where you can do this, you know. So I'm just quite sure. So it's just fine. So my first night, I wouldn't be like it was that amazing. It was good. And after it happened, I think I said, man, you know, after you have sex, sometimes you just like in that space. I was like, wow, is that it? The wedding day's done. <laughs> I think we chucked all that grants for 10 hours. Yeah, yeah. That was my, that was my thought. So I told you this, she was sort of like, that's what you're thinking about? I said, yeah. I'm like, right, well, that, that day's just done. And then this is it. And I was like, yeah, right. So this is what we're talking about, this, this 10 minute session. I really asked it, and this, that. I was like, wow. So my first night was a bit interesting still. Afterwards, you know, we praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, of course. Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Guys, you know, it's quite interesting. I think the sex bit is actually, you know, one bit that's quite interesting for me because, you know, prior to getting married, um, just a few, what, a few years prior, I was, you know, sexually active in that regard. So, and I thought, you know, I was set. I thought, you know, it was quite regular in, in some regards when I was in relationships and things of that nature. So I was very much looking forward to, you know, the, the marriage life in that regards with someone that I love, someone that I'm with, without the baggage, without the, uh, the guilt afterwards and everything else in that regards. Um, and I thought, really, really thought, like going into it, it would be quite regular. 
like on a practical level. Like I thought, yeah, you know, three, four times a week, easy. You know what I mean? And that was my expectation. I thought, even sometimes five times a week, you know what I mean? I, I, no, real talk. I was, was thinking, was roaring, bro. Real, real talk. And I thought, I thought my sex drive was high. I thought I was pumping. Nah. But that was, it was a false reality I was living because again, that's not in marriage. And also it was just someone else that, you know, you're not with, you're not someone that you're not spending time with, you're not doing life with. So coming into marriage now, Totally, totally different. Lockdown probably played a part. You know, you're in all day. You're not exercising as much, probably. But honestly, having sex once a week was a good week. Wow. And it's not like we were in love, we were together. But for me, the sex drive wasn't there. You know what I mean? That was a massive, like, I was so shocked. I'm not going to lie. Like, for some people, it was like, okay, here and there. But for me, I was so shocked. Maybe because I had an active, you know, lifestyle prior to coming in. But that was a big change. And I think for my wife, you know, thankfully, you know, she wasn't, sexually active in that regard. She did have sex before marriage, but um, a lot more um, um, earlier than, uh, or later than me in that regards. And for me, it was a big change. So we had to, we had conversations, you know, and had to adjust to that, you know, lifestyle and re really think, okay, this is okay. Thankfully, um, you know, I would say our sex drives align and it matches, which didn't make it an issue. But for me, that was a big, that was a big lesson um, in such a small way, but that was a big lesson to, to sort of adjust to. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I hear you about the being tired. Yeah, uh, because we we never did it on our on our wedding night. Yeah, um, I I was ready. I was ready to go, but ready she, to go. she was she was out, out cold. <laughs> she was out cold. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> wait till the morning. Morning. Yeah. Morning shift. But yeah, we we were morning shift. This is the morning shift. The next day. Yeah. But my wife and I, we obviously um, we were dating three years before. Okay. Yes. Yes. And um, so we're kids, but we were, we were active. Yeah. So then I got saved uh, about a year before my marriage. Got okay. again. Yeah. And then we were trying to do it the holy way. Holy way yes. well, we were slip ups along the way, yeah, 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 leading yeah. up to the marriage. Yeah. And then about a month before the marriage, said, hey, let's really, let's try and make it real special That's good. and honor God the best way we can. Yeah. And so probably didn't have sex for about a month. Which was which was a good month. Good that was a good and good and godly and holy month for for us, for us yeah. according to that schedule. Yeah, you know, we're just young young in the faith. Um, and yeah, so we were active, quite very active before. Okay. And then, so I have the same extension uh, expectation of my brother over there. Yeah. Okay, married life is going to be it's going to be fine. You know? It's going to be <laughs> sweet. Um, and it was it was literally, and my wife will tell tell a story mm -hmm. that literally. After the marriage, it's almost like she closed up on me wow. uh, in that sense. Wow. And, so, and our, our sex life became few and far between. Okay. You had to get it where you could get it. And wow. you don't know when it's going to happen again. Wow. It wasn't regular at all. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, so we have, we've had some interesting journeys in, in that regard. And, you know, being married, obviously, hitting 25 years. Yeah. You know, there's been seasons of, of sparseness, yeah. of, of famine, so, then, so to speak. So do you say yeah. then, sorry to cut you then, so over, yeah. the, over the 25 years, would you say it's literally like... It's, it's, it is like that. Seriously? Yeah. some seasons where like, yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on my guy's flex like yeah. five times Sometimes. in the week. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> but then there's times where, you know, there was, there was season in our marriage where it would be, if we did it once every two months, we'd be, it would be a good... A good quarter. Would that be connected yeah. to anything in regards to how you guys oh, feel towards? Yeah, it was, it was definitely connected okay, to a lot okay. of different issues. Okay, cool. Um, 
it was definitely connected to a lot of different issues. And even how I felt okay. in those moments, yeah. like there's been times where it hasn't been happening yeah. and I'm frustrated and yeah. angry yeah. and bitter yeah. uh, and there's things building up, building here up yeah. because of where we are in our marriage. Yeah. And then there's been times where we're in a good place, yeah. but we still haven't been Maybe. getting it on and popping yeah. because of different things. Yeah. And I've been, I've been good with that in yeah. terms because we're in we're in a better place. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely been that roller coaster yeah. and there there's different seasons, seasons in terms of our, our drives. Uh, typically I've been the higher drive. Okay. I've had the higher drive. Yes. Um uh, mo for most of our marriage. Okay. But then there's been seasons like where I'll be like, I just don't, yeah. I, I'm not on it, man. <laughs> I'm just, I just don't know where it's gone. Yeah. And, you know, you have to dig dig deep into you, what that union is. I feel you, bro. I've you had, know, it's like I'm eating chicken every day, man. I mean, <laughs> like some beef. I'd like That's after, after marriage, bro. Literally, <laughs> real. Look, yeah. I think we got married September and then like, yeah, I'll say sex, sex life twice a week, three times a week. Um, it was going good. It was going all right. I thought I was doing really well. Like, like, um, like I wasn't sexually active, but I thought like, I was ready to unleash because it was, it was what, 13 years, 12 years of And like, there were times where, you know, there, there was a couple of times where there was pre-ejaculation. Mm. I, I, I don't know about you, man. Sometimes after I've done it the first time, it's kind of, it takes a bit of a while to kind of want to go around yeah. it. <laughs> to use yeah, 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 yeah. back up, to reload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To reload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. It was real. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, yeah. you know, because I'm also coming, coming, coming from my background of, like, like I, I was steeped heavily in masturbation. Like, mm. I'm talking every day for, like, oh, every day for, like, five, six years, every day. Like, like second in school life. Like, every, I'm talking, every, it, was a, it, was, it was bad addiction, literally. Mm. And, like, obviously, we, we got it checked out and stuff. And obviously, there was, there was some talk about, you know, because it's a muscle. I didn't realize it was a muscle. You know, the guy would say my muscle and have to retrain it. Obviously, there's, there's, there's memory muscles in it as well, all that sort of stuff in there. So there was a time where in our sex life, um, it was affected because of that. And then obviously, you know, wifey, you know, women's orgasms is a whole different ballgame to our one, right? And obviously, and then, and then there was a time where mentally, I spaced out. So sex, what's sex? It's not even on your mind. It's not even on your mind. And then at that point in time, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to see it, you know, the wifey sex drive is on a, on a hundred, all manners of creativity and, you know, all la la. And then your response in those moments, like you all, like you all can be honest, rejection doesn't even happen intentionally in marriage. Most of the time rejection just happens when two of us must be in different spaces and we didn't get the, the response that we want. And then you've got those sort of things there and, and those things become, you know, like, you know, markers sometimes, I would say, in marriage where you don't forget that moment when that kind of thing, <laughs> kind of thing happens. So like, my next question I was like, like, how are you guys like, manage this area of conflict in marriage, you know, or the conflict of, of even forgiveness or offence? How, how you, you know, how you guys navigate that? What I'll say is that conflict can arise in anything. It, it can be from things like rejection. So, look, put out there, me and my wife can get very connected. And there's some nights where she's on 120 and I just want to sleep because I've had the longest working day. Yeah. Don't bother me. And she'll roll up in bed. She'll tap me. Oh wow! You, she'll do you, everything. you get taps as well. I yeah. get taps. <laughs> she'll, she'll be all kinds of all kinds of hi honey, <laughs> hi honey, <laughs> hey honey. You okay? Leave me alone. I just want to sleep. And the following day, she'll remind me. 
I came in bed and I was all nice for you and you just, uh, you're thinking, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, yeah. what can I do? I'm, yeah. I'm tired. But it, in that, and even when, you know, we've, she's offended me or there's things that she's done that's offended me. I think in, in marriage, I've learned to accept that offense and conflicts come but every day is about learning to try your best to forgive and move on. I'm not saying we're perfect, but every day learning to try your best to move on. Even when she does stuff that annoy me to the high heavens, I just like, why are you doing that? I say, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to leave you for now. I'm going to go and I'll see you in a bit. And she says, I call it walking away. I just see it as I'm just going to take myself away from the situation. And if I'm away for it for the next three, four hours, I don't talk to you. It's my way of just trying to get over it, learn to forgive you, and then move on. Now I heard that, literally. I heard that. Why does it always feel funny about the walking away thing? Oh, no, 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 she hates it. They try to flip it on an immature thing, but sometimes walking away can be self-controlled. Oh, she hates it. She (laughs) said, you're always walking away. You're always telling me you need to go. And I just said, well, it's my own way of dealing with the situation. Because if we start getting to verbals, that's where people then say stuff that, and, and you know, I know it's, it's a moment where people never like to meet, but there's some stuff that are said that can never be taken back sometimes. So sometimes it's easy just for me to say, you know what, I'm going shopping, or I'm gonna go to buy something I don't need in Tesco. But the fact that I've taken myself out of the house is going to save me and save us from saying stuff to each other that would just cause damage. Yeah, I feel you. Absolutely. Yeah, I think especially in the early stages of my marriage, like walking away, something I should have done more. I didn't do that enough. <laughs> so <laughs> you wanted all the smoke. I wanted all the smoke, and it's it's very very interesting. Premarital counseling. So there was this concept, and I don't know if any of you guys have heard it. It's uh, regards it speaking to the rhino and the hedgehog, right? So there's yeah. two different types of people in a relationship. You got a rhino and a hedgehog. The rhino is more typically the type that likes to be hands on direct when it comes to uh, confrontation and conflict. They want to get all their words out. They want to say everything. They are just on smoke, like you guys have said. And then there's the hedgehog, the person who reflects, takes it in, holds it in for a few, you know, moments a day or whatever, a week, and then they come and share their emotions. Literally, that's how it played out in our marriage. My wife is the hedgehog, I'm a rhino, effectively, straight up. So if it's something that upsets me, I'm I'm in your face. And I want to find out why, how, you know, and I want to tell you my mind, effectively. That's just how I am. And my wife is the, told, the complete opposite. She takes it in and she keeps it for days. And sometimes when I'm trying to resolve conflict, this is where we clash because my thing is, I want to sort out. Now, we've got issues. I'm going to tell you how I feel, but I want you to tell me how you feel as well. And let's thrash it out. My wife's like, my wife's like no, I don't want to say anything. And she'll hold it in for days. And I don't like that at all. I don't like, I, I, you know, I bring scripture, you know, don't let the sun go down your anger and all of that stuff, you know. I bring scripture to her. She's like, no, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to hear that. She wants to, and she says this, I'm still processing. Yeah, Ooh, oh, that P word. That's what she said, the P word. And I'm, and I'm like, you can, we can process together. Let's speak, let's discuss it. And she's like, nah, I don't want to do that because for me, Maybe it lends to what you said. She doesn't want to say it because my wife can be very fiery as well. Like if she does it, if I, yeah, if she says something, it might be hard for her to take it back as well. But for me, I, in many ways, I'd rather have that in that regard. But maybe that's just because of what I want in, in that specific instance. So I think that's how we've sort of navigated, especially early on. And this is where, for me, this is where one of my, my losses are in that regard because I'm so direct and I'm the rhino type. There's many times where 
I will speak out of line. Maybe not something not mad crazy, but I'll say things, you know, that are, you know, for her, she says it's quite, not aggressive, but it's quite like, um, it doesn't show her support. You know, it, 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 it's, it's not something that she wants to, it, it just shows that I'm quite selfish, basically. It's all about me, effectively. And I think that's where I've had to take a step back and say, okay, cool. Is there a way I can respond better in this instance? Because there's many times where, just because I want to get my peace of mind or I want to share what I feel, doesn't mean that I have to say it in such a way as well. And that's a process I'm still learning, even now. Even now, I'm still learning. And my wife, thankfully, she comes to me and after she says, I don't like the way you spoke to me like that. I don't like the way you said that. I don't like the tone in which you said that in. It's not necessarily about what I said, it's how I said it yeah. and uh, maybe type of language. And she says to me, you may, it's better that you say it this way. And I appreciate it for that, because she would say, because I'll say, okay, cool, like, what, what should I have said in that instance? Because I just want to share my mind, like, I'm direct. That's why I say, I'm direct. And she's like, no, but you can say it in this way and it'll make me feel better about it. It's so important to marry a woman that not just understands, but how can I put it? A patient woman, you know, a specific type of woman who will be able to not only correct you, obviously, when you're doing wrong, but also be patient enough to walk with you through different stages as well. And, base, and, and, and be able to share in that, you know, that stage that you're in and just be very, just gentle, humble, all the characteristics that we so, so much look for. But I think it's pivotal because at the end of the day, like there's so much conflict that happens in a marriage and, and okay, cool. On your side, you can be all good. You can think that, okay, I'm trying my best to work things out. But if you haven't got a partner that is on that same page or someone that, you know, that doesn't want to walk through that journey with you, then it's an issue. And it goes both ways, of course, for man to man, for women as well. Uh, I can hear the ladies saying, well, you know, I shouldn't have to baby you. I shouldn't have to baby you. <laughs> I, can hear the, I can hear the feedback. But that's the rules of the rules. And, and in marriage, you know, we always say 50-50, but sometimes in marriage, one of you is going to be the... You, you know, you say conflict resolution, yeah? It takes one of you to be the mature one. Yeah. If we're going to be really honest, and if we're all honest, I can be petty. My wife sees it. I said, you know what happened here? Well, I, I met my wife. She was like a sweet dove. You know what I'm saying? Sweet dove. Sweet dove. I man. like that. I like that. Just sweet like, dove. I like that's that. the only way I can describe her. Her name's Susan, Lily in the Valley. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh okay. You know, like, okay. Like, like, you know, like very few moments where she was rich and stuff and whatever. Got married. And so I thought I might do it like an angel, basically. You know what I'm saying? Kind of so I thought I had to be careful with my direct, I'm quite direct as well. I live with boys all my life, all, you know, no sisters, you know, my, my mum's strong, you know, typical strong, you know what I'm saying? She patterned us, but you know what I'm saying? So obviously I know to talk to, talk to girls, talk to your wife in a certain way, that's cool. I said, but when we got married now, I was just you know, like, she was giving, like, you know when you're talking to your wife, and let's say you're getting to, it's not, it's not argument yet, but as a man, that's kind of set, 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 set levels, you know what I'm saying? She's giving me energy back. I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm like, Susan can match my energy, guys. Like, I know she looks sweet to you guys, but that woman behind closed door, she will match me, but she's fiery. And I thought, did I marry a real chick? <laughs> or did I marry a woman? And it was deep for me because then, like, coming to marriage with a mindset of, like, you have to be careful, make sure you don't be too whatever, because you know, she, you know, women are delicate, they're precious, all that good stuff. Right? And, she, and she's all of that stuff as well. But then when you're in it together now and you're getting some type of energy back, our arguments will get will get peaked. Like Susan will like you come into the space. You know, you come to you come into the space, like, like thinking, huh, woman, huh, if only you were a man then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry guys, just playing just being honest in my head. But I said, and then one time, so we just moved in. Same to bring them as you. I just um the parents had to come into this house. Um, 
I've got a lot of crepes, yeah, loads, yeah. And then, so in my in my bedroom, normally you put crepes in, in boxes in order. You put oh, Adidas okay. this way, Nike this way. You do all that sort yeah. of stuff. So I've got quite a lot of stuff. So, you know, there's some storage space in that flat where you can put trainers and stuff. But for me, I can't see them. They're packed away. I want to see my crepes in the bedroom. So she was like, oh, babes, I think we should do whatever. I was like, no, nah, babes, like, our bedroom's there. We've got a second room. I'm putting my crepes here. This is how I do my crepes. Like, it's all right. It's not fitting nobody. You don't sleep here. Like, nah, babe, I think we should blah, blah. Going to, this, is, this, is, this is Monday morning, like 6.30 in the morning. She goes to work. I work from home, because I was a photographer. She went, what you got into? We got into a big argument by her. And she said, about to leave. When I come home, I don't want to see these boxes here. Yeah. <laughs> and, then she, and then she ducked out. Boom. I said, are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> my ego, my heart, my pride was smashed. I said, she left you at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> When I, when, when I come, I come back, back. When I, come back. Yeah, I don't want to see none of these boxes here. Definitely sunset. <laughs> I, I just left. You, you know what? You know what? You can't even respond to her, man. I, I, I was with the door, boom, 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 gone. So then I thought, you know what? Yeah, so her bad girl. Yeah, cool. I said these are gonna stay, right? So it was about ten a.m., eleven a.m. And then I got a bit of quiet time, and then you know, the, the Holy Spirit said to me, man. Said, oh, Ayo, will it kill you to put the boxes in this? I said, that's not, that's not, that's not the that's not the principle. <laughs> principle. He said, what would it harm you to put it? And I said, nothing. He says, put the um, put the thing back in the cup. That's for kid. So I, I did it, you know, at humble pie. And then she came home, and then I, I think she, and then she came home a completely different woman. Ah, oh, babes. Oh, you did her. I was like, That is so real. <laughs> it's so real. And one thing I've learned, like, especially as a Christian man in marriage, yeah, is that, I don't know about you guys, but when I pray about my wife, God never corrects me about my, about, about, about my wife. He always corrects yeah, me. Yeah, always. That is, that is Abba always checks me. Yeah. 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 My pastor told us something really powerful in counseling. He said, I like, you know, you can either, you know, argue, your point and lose your wife or lose the argument and win your wife. You know, you decide what kind of life you want to live. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, sometimes these arguments, it's egocentric sometimes or whatever, but sometimes there's valid points that we need to be, we need to, be to put our, you know, our foot down as well. So I'm not trying to say it must be a walkover, but I am trying to say that, you know, learning the, because when part to tell me that like, even how we argue, you know, how you respond as a man, you're modeling that for your marriage. So subconsciously, and I, and I realize in marriage that my, my wife copies me a lot, you know. I didn't really, I, I, before we used to say, oh, your wife will copy me, she's like, no, we're, we're men, she's a woman, we're different. But this, we all know the example, you're hungry? No, I'm not hungry. You're eating chips? Can I have some? You know what I, I mean? Don't you know, that's, that's a basic example, you know what I'm saying? But even other than that, just like you setting the tone and, 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 and the rhythm of your marriage really comes from the energy that you bring to the, um, um, to the union. And I, and I used to clock there's a lot of things that I would do that she would subconsciously take on and whatnot. And that's even how we argue and whatnot. You know, if, if I'm modern in a way where we argue, where, where I'm quick to bring resolve or, you know, time out or whatever, it teaches us that, you know what, what I'm allowing in this marriage is that to, at this point, it stops here. You know what I mean? Kind of thing or whatnot. Because I think, I think women, as we're learning more, will give you what you what you take them. You know, sometimes you've got a special woman to give you even more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of thing. So that, that's been a key part for me where, like, I've learned humility. Yeah. I've learned, Rev, like, when Paul says, love your wife as Christ loved the church and, and gave up his life, I used to have this quote where I, I used to be like, oh, um, 
Um, like every single day, it's like I'm dying. But then I also then it felt so much so alive because I felt like the times where I've been humble and I've been dying to myself, this, it, it brings like a new vibe, I don't know what word to even use, a new thing to my marriage where it's just like, you know what, wow, I never knew that I could love like this. Mm. So I want to like, because I think where I read scripture anyway, as a, especially as a pastor now, when the Bible tells us to do something, it means that I'm going to be tempted to do otherwise. Yeah. You know, so if Paul tells me, love your wife, there's going to be times, Aya, where you're not going to feel like, you know what I'm saying, like loving your wife. So I, I want to go into that space there, guys, where how did we deal with when we know what we ought to be doing and we didn't want to be doing it in the context of loving your wife? Yeah, are there any stories or incidents where you could deal with? Because I, I don't want to talk like, say that, you know, our conflict was resolved in one day. Some of our conflicts, let's be honest, are, well, two, three months on the line, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's just, you know, say we managed to live together, but we weren't really in unison. So I wanted to kind of like come into this space of like, how did you guys process any stories you have in regards to like, you know you should be this way, but right now you're doing this way. How did you process through that and get out of that? If you have got, <laughs> got out of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> trying to think back to some of our, our stories and yeah. like everything that you guys have been saying is, mm. there's there's resonation there yeah. um, because it, it, it is that it, you know that like you were saying what I know has kept us yeah. wasn't necessarily how we felt on any given day it was the the, the principles yeah. of of the text yeah. coming alive to us yeah in a in a time where all our circumstances are to the contrary, yeah. where we're, we're just not we're just not feeling one another yeah. in that way, yet we're we're having to, you know, do the word, yeah. so so to speak. Yeah. So like you said, when you go before the Lord, you start to talk about that that woman you gave me, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's always he's always checking. Me, it's always checking, checking my heart, and I, I remember, you know, there was there was one time we went through a situation where um, I, I think I've mentioned this before, where we just weren't in a good place, yeah. and oftentimes when you're not in a good place, you know, your eye, your mind, your heart mm. is more open to foolishness. Yeah. Um, and so there was this this woman at work that I was kind of connecting with. On a, on a conversational level, yeah. but she she wanted it to go to a different place. Mm-hmm. And I think just before it could have gone either way, where yeah. I, I, w- I was in too deep yeah. and I was getting deep because I was starting to develop mm-hmm. like emotional feelings for yeah. this woman. I remember we went to, me and my wife, we went to watch a movie mm-hmm. and she, she used to have this thing like, uh, we're not getting along. Maybe it's not God's will that we're together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should just go find another woman, someone that can make you happy. Because obviously I don't make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on and so forth. So a lot of her insecurities would play into uh, our relationship. And I was like, then I don't know what, I think it was the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I said this woman's name at work. And it, it, while we were just going to move in, she was like, oh, so tell me more. Tell me everything. It's okay. You can tell me everything. Wow. You can tell me everything. Wow. And I, I, I always, I, I always liken it to it's like the Holy Ghost must have put some truth serum in me mm. because everything in my mind was like, "Shut up, fool!" <laughs> this is, you know what I'm saying? But I started to talk about this, and it was obvious that I had feelings for this woman. 
and um, it, you know, it, after that we got home, and she literally just tried to kill me. Like, wow. I, I, but she literally got a knife wow. and tried to stab me. Wow. Um, and then she just was in the corner crying, mm-hmm. and then the Holy Spirit was like, "That's what you've done to your wife." Um, and and he says I'm going to task you to rebuild her and your marriage regardless of how you feel and so that began a journey of regardless of how I was feeling at the time I would and I wasn't perfect at it but I would have to endeavor to kind of yield to the Holy Spirit yield to the word of God yeah regardless of my emotions yeah, sure. to get through conflicts to get through the, the issues that had contributed to the place that yeah. we were and i remember there were literally times where you know we'd, we'd be sitting down and and she'd be asking she wants to recap okay right when, when what was the very first conversation you had with this right, girl? Right. and i'd be like and the holy spirit said never deny it wow. never never deny it this is actually something I've, I've, I've when, I, when I deal with men that have been unfaithful, okay. is I'll tell them whatever she needs, for, that, for however long she needs it, wow. you'd be okay. Oh, we've, oh, we've spoke about this. Yeah, I told you already, that, yeah. man. Why are you asking me? You bring it up. No, just say. Wow. Um, so that's what we did. So we were rehashing conversations. She'd cry again, get mad again. In the time where she'd just be silent. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Holy Spirit would say, "Okay, go sit, sit, go sit, put your arm around her," mm-hmm. and, and everything was just foreign. Wow. But it was about this process of, yeah. of just doing what the, what the word says, regardless. Wow. Um, and that brought a lot of healing. Yeah, just just being obedient. The times where I'd be coming back from work, Holy Ghost would say, "Go to Asda." Go pick up some flowers. Yeah. Go pick up some chocolates. Yeah. You know, and. and you go and do it. Sometimes she'll just look at it and just won't say thank you. Wow. You know, don't get angry. Yeah. Hey. Ignore <laughs> that. Wow. Tomorrow, do it again. Do it again. Yeah, do it again. Um, and that's, yeah, so it was, it was definitely that process that I think helped us to, to make it to, yeah. I think that was about year, years, eight of our marriage wow. to make it to about year nine, year 10, wow. year 11. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's that's an example of Jeez. you know doing what is no, necessary, necessary yeah. rather than doing what you feel, feel is necessary. Like, there's so many things that in there. Is, that is, mm. that is you know, it's deep. Yeah, it's like ah, like because because that the, the difference for you was was the helper, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If I can if I can say that, yeah. and then my mind has cast back to like people who may not even have that. A relationship like that if they help or, or ignore that because you right. can you can grieve and you don't you ignore the holy spirit and it's kind of like showing me how easy it is like for for being a believer you know what i mean to be in that space for whatever reason you got to that space and how you choose to respond whether you think you know what she's giving me whatever right. is she worth the the time to to yeah. you know to repair i'm just i'm just trying to think how men would normally think but let's be honest guys you don't you hear what you said you do every day <laughs> i'm gonna figure out i'm thinking that as men, there's normally a cat fight. <laughs> you know there's what I mean? a point where you're like, you know, you're like I don't care no more. A cat. Let's just be real. There's a cat, yeah. My cat getting got pushed. Push, push, push. When I was like, that should be enough. Yeah. Or like, we'd have a good space. And yeah. we'd have a good, like a good, good, 
like month and then she'd get very contemplative and go, uh, so did she do that? Mm. Or did she wow. say that? Thought we were healed. Yeah, we were yeah, in a good yeah, place. Yeah. We, you know, it's been on and clicking, yeah, you know. Wow. But how he does say, no, go back. Can't lie, man. I feel like your lesson is teaching me the lesson of like that journey of restoration, man. Mm-hmm. And each woman's different, you know what I mean? Yeah. How they work. So it's just like, like it's almost like count that cost, you know what I mean? That's what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Count that cost, you know what I mean? Not saying the reason why we don't do it is because we don't want to go through the journey of, of restoration, but that's just a reality of like, mm-hmm. You know, your marriage will always change after that forever. And is but then I feel like there's a beauty in the in the role of, of forgiveness and restoration where sometimes, you know, not saying bad things should happen for things to become more beautiful, but there's something about time yeah. that God says he makes beautiful. There's something about pain, you know, being processed with truth that allows God to create things that are beautiful, that you know, so I I've recently I've been studying Genesis and thinking, you know what, the, when God spoke, you know, let there be light, whatnot, there was a darkness there was void there was all this stuff and and, and god was able to look at you know the, the pain of darkness what was happening there and speak truth to it and create something beautiful out of it you know that word it was good in hebrews it's actually beautiful but sometimes even through life let's be honest that some of the greatest tracks we listen to some of the stuff we listen, came out of people's pain you know what i mean that was you know what i mean kind of thing. so sometimes like, once again, let me caveat, because don't people quit me thinking that you need to go through pain to know what love is. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but I am saying there's something beautiful that can be restored and redeemed yeah. out of that, you know, and, and, you know, the living testament of it today, you know what I mean? So 25, 25 years strong. 25. I, I struggle to believe it myself. <laughs> what are you going to do to celebrate? What are you going to do to celebrate? Well, it's funny enough, um, the wedding that you, the person that you yeah. oh, t- uh, told me in October, yeah. so I'm going to be doing a, a wedding on the 6th yeah. in Greece. Uh, so we're going to take some little bit of time. Uh, just extend it. Maybe do some island hot. Uh, island hot, Santorini, Rodi, all the other ones. But yeah, so, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's been a journey, man. But, and, we, and obviously it's not perfection, but no. I, was, I was thinking, we don't have that many arguments anymore. Yeah. We do have our issues. Of course. We, do, we do get into it. But that, that principle that I learned there yeah. ha- has lasted. Yeah. Because it, it, it comes from him. Yeah. So there's a lasting Jeez. quality to it. Like yeah. Even today, like oh, I was running late and I, I don't like to run late. And, um, and so there was something I couldn't find. Yeah. I was like, she was just lying on her in the bed on the phone. I was like, help meets are different today, man. I was, like, I was actually going to say that. I was like, maybe, I said, maybe last year you would have helped in a different way. Yeah. You know I can't find it. Yeah. But you're just like, nonchalant. Uh, That's it, scrolling. And, like, and then it's like, I had to like really get yeah. exasperated. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, let me go see if I look. And she yeah, found it. Like, oh, oh, nice. yeah, <laughs> but if the Holy Ghost is like, hold your mouth, hold your mouth. because you're going to Lash out yeah. and then zip yeah. dip out, yeah. and you're gonna create unnecessary. unnecessary <laughs> Com- yeah. I might have a conversation. <laughs> I might have a conversation lightly. With you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was struggling. Why you never helped? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that like, we said that was really key. I, even me having to learn yeah. when to come back or when to address things. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes not always when it happens. Right. You need to be addressing things. You know what I mean? Kind of hundred percent. 
Like, my, even my wife is smart. She knows that, you know, after we've had a good time in bed, that's, that's a perfect time to ask Ayo. So, is it, yeah, yeah. so I tell people the time, in marriage, have strategy, bro. Learn your partner, you know what I'm saying? For me, like, I will, if I want something she's done offending me, I, I, I will catch her on her good day when she's in a good mood. Maybe she's done her nails, she's done her hair. Oh, yeah, so like, yeah, baby, you know the other day when you do it. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm so sorry, baby. You know, normally if I ask another point, they'll be a bit like, yes, you know, but so you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you, you know what I mean, kind of thing. So the, even being tactical and being, you know, strategic, so to speak, very key, man, them in marriage. But I want to throw the question to you, man, because that story there. Within the first two years of marriage, I, I had to be open and honest with her about our finances and where they were. Okay. And as we know, money can be a real game breaker for women. And she felt so let down because it was the idea of, wait, we've been married and you couldn't tell me that we were in this financial position and it cost us, it caused us such a major problem where I spent the next eight, nine months consistently apologizing. And each time I felt like, you know what, I've said sorry, like get over yourself. <laughs> and, and, and in my head I was going on, well, I'm not here coming to tell you I've had an affair. I'm not here coming to tell you there's another baby outside somewhere else. I'm not here coming to tell you that I've, I've done something so evil. So why are, you, why are you judging me for this? So there were many days, and I'm going to be honest, I used to say, I've had enough. I'm not going to be judged because of money. Yes, it's, it's a significant amount of money, but there were people out there that have done so much worse. And I wasn't... Like, I wouldn't have said it was a Holy Spirit then, but each time I'll say, I'm done, something will tell me, no, you're not done. Humble yourself, go back into the house, let her vent, swallow it, and move on. So for a good eight, nine months, it was that. Swallow it, nine months. take it on your chin, and move on. Show her practically what you're doing to try and resolve yeah. the situation. They need, they need evidence. Bro. Show her what you're doing. Yeah. Don't just sit in there and say, what? If you have a plan, yeah. Yeah. you can be broke. We have a plan. We have a Literally in a really bad situation, but there's a plan. It's what I'm doing. This is, this is how the, where the money is going now. This is, you know, I'm, I'm now training to be a teacher. So this is a career path. There is a plan. But it was that idea of, why am I being judged? But each time, each time I wanted to just say I've had enough, mm -hmm. there was that there was that thing in me that said, no, you don't give up. Mm -hmm. And I think it may also be the principles I saw growing up where my father was consistent in the marriage. He wasn't perfect, yeah. but he was consistent there. Mm -hmm. He was, okay, your mum's upset. And he used to tell me, your mum's upset with me. But don't worry, give her a couple of weeks, she'll get over it. And, and it's, it was ironic because I came and came on the same principle. Yeah, my wife's upset with me. We'll give it a couple of weeks, we'll get over it. A couple of weeks pass, she still hasn't got over it. Okay, give it a month or two, she'll get over it. But that was that <laughs> situation where if you were consistent and you're yeah. showing her that, okay, I know there's been some issues, we can work through this. There was a principles in the Bible we've grown up with. I, I don't believe in divorce, no matter how, no matter how challenging the situation may be. We try and work through it. We don't walk away. That's powerful, man. I can't lie. In my head, I'm just analyzing the timelines. You know, it took you two years to, to confess, technically speaking. And yeah. And it, and it took her, you know, nine months. And so, because I've been hearing these things, they were thinking, like, I want guys to actually hear the, the, the time that's been spent. 
Because sometimes you head in situations, you just think, oh, you think, oh, um, you know, one, two days a week or whatever. Nine months of a woman's guys like my cap is maybe a month or something happens. My hair fit again, but I'm gonna be like fab. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being real with you guys. You know what I'm saying, yeah. So it's a tight, you brother. And, and you know what's even more crazy? You're coming home and you're living with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's the so part that's house, really dark. Yeah, yeah. You're coming home and you're living with it. And you open up, hi, honey, how are you? And she's just cold. I'm thinking, okay, you hungry? No. Mm. I, I used to get situations where we'll be talking, I'm thinking we're making progress. And she'll relive stuff in her head. Oh, you know, our wedding day, we went through all of this and you couldn't tell me that. I said, oh, I don't even want to talk to you right now. Sleep on the sofa. I was thinking, rah. But to avoid the conflict, and I'm never like one for conflict, I'll take the sofa. If it's the sofa that's going to help us get through this, I'll take the sofa. Uh, you're good. I'll stop being that guy, she will bounce. <laughs> you turn around, <laughs> turn around, I'll stay there. Yeah. <laughs> or you can put a pillow in the middle. What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't moving. Put them in the middle. <laughs> I was, I was for me, about. for me, like, I don't know. I, I could have kicked in and said, no, I'm going to sleep in this bed no matter what. But. You, you, I, want, you wanted peace. I, I, I don't know. I've always kind of been. If it's not going to kill me, and yeah. and if it's just going to make life a bit more easy for the next couple of hours, let me take this road, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you. I'll stay on this road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stay over there with all the steam coming out your ears, and we'll keep it like that. I feel you. And then when you're a bit more cooler, now can we try and talk and at least work through this next couple of steps? I feel you. I feel you. I'm like that in certain areas. But when it comes to sleeping, that's like yeah. <laughs> That's what, I'm, that's what I'm scared when I have kids, bro, because I'm, I'm having like this night shift duties. I'm just like, oh, uh, I like my, I like my sleep, you know. I can't lie to you. So now and then I'm just like, hey, the Lord, this next. I'm praying. You know, I'm praying and fasting for now. Lord, give me a baby that sleeps. What's through that? That's what, oh, that's, don't that's worry. When you have a child, you know. <laughs> Look at prayer. It can, it, can it can happen. Yeah, I've had some testimonies. Not really immediately. You're gonna have to do your time. Do your time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be upset with the Lord if you don't have to do that. Ah! Amen. 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 You all have to do your time. No. Three hours of sleep on average. You've got to know that uh, time. Uh, wait for your testimony. No. <laughs> You've got to agree with that. Well, man, because life is not easy in these streets. Nah, man. But, fam, guys. <laughs> As we round up, I wanted to give you guys a moment to give like one piece of advice or key lesson that you would give to for any guys that's about to get married or been married, you know, that you feel will be um, beneficial for their life. So start with Abba, we'll go clock, clockwise. Yeah, I think for me, just the biggest, one of the biggest things I've learned in my personal journey and, you know, probably a few people resonate with as well is just... Don't wait for everything to be perfect before you make that jump or before you continue in that journey. Because for me, what I've seen is something beautiful that like you've mentioned in the pain, but there's also something beautiful in the lack, effectively. Paul speaks of, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I've learned how to have little. I've learned how to have many. And I think I was speaking to my wife on this yesterday, actually, and I think and I said to her, like, babes, like, We've seen the goodness of God in both sides when we had little and when we had many. But that's because we were, we were willing enough to partner with him, even when things weren't perfect. When things weren't perfect prior to our, um, our marriage, when things weren't perfect in our marriage as well. 
And I think for me, that's just the biggest thing I'll say to any guy, because I speak to a lot of my man them now, I speak to a lot of guys and they want everything patterned. They want X amount of money in the bank, they want a house, they want, they want to be in a specific place. Of course, there's a journey of obviously making sure that you're set and there's, you know, there's, there's foundations, which is key. But beyond the foundations, there's so much more that the Lord will do in that journey. And, and there's a beauty as well, ending this, there's a beauty as well what I found in building with your partner and your 100%, wife. 100%, my bro. And, and going through that, because there's a history now that is built in that regards that you can rely on. And that's what keeps me a lot, even now, when things go on. I just think about, I can never leave my wife. For any, even, even if there's any, obviously, again, one year married, so I'll, I'll, be, I'll be humble in how I speak. <laughs> I always refer to that. But in, in, in what we've shared already, there's so much built, there's so much, there's so much we've intertwined with, so much we've engaged with, there's so many conversations we've had, there's so much, we've, it's just like, there's no one else I'd rather do this with. Yeah. And that's an anchor in itself to keep us together. That's beautiful, bro, beautiful, beautiful man, man Isaac. I can't even follow that, you know, that was, that was <laughs> honestly, like, like I, I, I completely loved that. Just a second that, you know, the idea of building together, yeah. uh, I would say nothing's going to be perfect at the start. No one's good. Don't wait for everything before you get married. You know, I think one of my biggest fears coming into marriage was I wanted to have a certain type of job, a certain type of this. I have none of that. And then when I came to marriage, I was so scared and so insecure. But just one thing I'll say, be open and honest about all your fears and all your insecurities. You know, a, a, a good woman will 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 embrace you with those and will build you build you with him and, and you will percent. never be judged then i think not, not to caveat anything but if you're questioning what you can share with your wife now maybe i don't know <laughs> i'll leave it there i'll leave it there <laughs> i hear you that one. i was going to say if you if, if if you can do those things and not have a woman that can support you in those things then that's the red flag there already you know what i mean you know what i'm saying not saying you need to be perfect guys but i've never met a woman who's seen a man be honest with her and 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 share those things and reject it i haven't witnessed it you know if, if she ever has she's a um you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> No, I think my one would be um, don't allow your heart to lose its tenderness. Like, I think it was five years this year, you know, we haven't gone through the valley and the um, thing like that, but we've gone through enough where my heart could have been hardened. I, I, I I can understand a brother that can be married and not be in love. I can understand how he can get there now. You know, I can, I can understand, um, you know, even feeling a place where you, where, you, where you love your wife and, you, and you're incapable of giving more than what's happening right now. And, and how that can make you question, you know, you know your, 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 your manhood. You know, you know, and and like even just battling with 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 fear and, and and with shame, you know, one of the first things that happened to me when I got married, you know, on a spiritual paradigm on a honeymoon, I'll i wind up it's literally like the Holy Spirit told me, um, I, I want to deal with shame in your marriage. Give me give me a revelation on being naked and unashamed. The difference between you know just having sex, but then also open up yourself and transparency to your wife. I said, I want you to share your deepest fear with your wife. This is on a honeymoon, guy. This is the first time I had a quiet time honeymoon. Maybe this is the second day in, in, in Thailand, in, in that beautiful balcony, bro. This is in my journal. I've got it till now. I remember the place. I'll never forget that day in my life. It's the first time was, I've called you to die. 
I want you to share your deepest fear with your wife. So one day, we had a good time. One night, had sex, all that good stuff on honeymoon. And I woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, what's your deepest fear? I'm going to show you my one. And I shared it with her. So yeah. And like, that was the most intimate moment we had, you know. And it really taught me the the beauty, like one thing that you guys were saying, that's being able to be open and think of your wife. And, and there's a, there's a, that space, that, that, that bosom, that space there, it's safe, it's sound, and, and it's even my, my place of strength, if I'm honest with you, like, you, I, can, I can go somewhere to lay my head, mm. you know what I mean? And, and you know, she won't cut my hair off like Delilah, but, you know, she will rub my beard. <laughs> <laughs> rub your beard, yeah. <laughs> no, rub my beard, yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> so never lose tenderness of heart in your marriage, because that's, that's the first step to hardness that will lead down to her. That's so good, man. Yeah, you guys so are dropping some real wisdom. Yeah. Um, I think going back to, I think, something Isaac was saying earlier, yeah where he was explaining, you know, divorce is not really yeah. my thing. Yeah. I think that's a great mindset yeah. that I think as men, you have to take that into the marriage. That's good. Um, because yes. I, I consider us, we want to talk about leadership and talk about priesthood and yeah. things of that nature. I consider us as, as the biblical order as leaders, yes, sir. as priests of the home. Yes, sir. And so there's a certain responsibility yeah that you have where I believe God considers you almost as a, as the gatekeeper mm. uh, to marriage. That's good. And what, what you uh, allow to enter in can come and disrupt it yeah. or what you are allowed to, to come in, which is, which is positive, can definitely influence your marriage. And so that mindset where I think as a man where you're, you're saying, I'm not going to be the one to go nowhere. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and you instill that into the relationship. Uh, I, one, two things. One, it gives you perseverance. Yeah. It yeah. gives you perseverance. Yeah. It gives you grit. Yeah. Marriage is a grit thing. Yeah. It's, it's, like we said, it's not always going to be, you know, what roses and, and honey and, wow. and uh, you know, songs of Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> some, some, sometimes it's going to be lamentation. It's going to be lamentation. Apocalypse. You know, it's gonna be so, so, but you have to persevere in those things because you can outlast so much of the issues. Like you said, time, God makes every season beautiful and it's time. Um, And so that, but then also with that mindset, add some grace to it. You're gonna need grace to it. I love what you said about tenderness because you could be like, we're not going anywhere, but it's just gonna be trash. Trash, you know, for the rest of our lives. <laughs> just, you know, just unhappy in marriage. I don't yeah. think that's God's will for us. I think that he's called us to flourish and yeah. enjoy, yeah. Uh, drink from the fountain richly, yeah. uh, to create memories and moments, yeah. to, to yeah. learn and reach new places of yes, ecstasy. Sir. Come on, uh, you know, learn that body and, yeah. and write our own book of songs. But if you don't have a mindset of to add grace to mm. the imperfect times and Come seasons on, and areas of yeah. our life, you won't push towards that. So you can persevere in pain mm. and bitterness, but you also got to persevere for that's the garden good. to be rich. That's and um, so, that's yeah, that's what I would, I would kind of add and throw in. Oh, beautiful. Man, them, I hope you're being encouraged. I hope you've had heard some gems today. 
you know, it was important for us not just to talk about the glories of marriages, yeah. which is, you know, by the grace of God, we're experiencing glory in our marriage. But, you know, let's also talk about the L's and the, and the seasons where things were dark and, and how we overcome. And I, I pray and I hope you guys have received wisdom and you know, insight, some sobering realities as well in regards to what marriage life looks like that can aid you on your journey. So please support hashtag 4 up, and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Blessings. Mm-hmm.